What up, everybody? This is your boy, Maurice. And it's Torres. This is High Definition Pod. That's podcast, that is. We are back for another episode. What's going on with you two? You know, man, just uh, been chilling, man. Just, you know, it's been a, it's been a, tur- a turbulent uh, couple days. Yeah, man. Yeah, Grandpa, grandpa passed uh, Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Thursday morning? Yeah, Thursday morning. Past Thursday morning, uh, freak accident, man. Is I don't even want to get into it, but uh, but yeah, you know what I mean, you know, families are good spirits. That's good. Um, you know, you you go through the emotional, the the usual emotions. You know, course. I know. Um, you know, so dealing with that, but uh, everybody is. Grandpa was a tough man. He instilled a lot of uh, a lot of good, a lot of good toughness values in us. So everybody's good. Now I can't tell about tomorrow. Um, when we finally re- lay him to rest, but uh, yeah. So is it gonna be? It's graveside. Okay. 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 It's graveside. Yeah, it's graveside. So it's not gonna be in a church or anything. Okay. Uh, yeah. Weird. The whole situation going on right now <laughs> with COVID and everything, and it wasn't COVID related. Um, There's another good thing. Yeah, it wasn't COVID related. So, yeah, but it was just. I think the thing that got me was how it happened. Um, and I keep. I wasn't there, of course, but you know, you 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 visual your 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 imagination is a very powerful thing, mm-hmm. and you can kind of just picture everything in your head, and you know, but you know, he's 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 resting. Yeah, he's resting right now. Um, you know, and uh, just remain hopeful. We'll see him again. Word, word. But uh, but other than that, though, man, everything's been good. <laughs> How about yourself, man? <laughs> well, I tell you. Only time I came out the house this weekend was to go to the store. That's it. <laughs> That's it. We were chilling. Gotcha. We were chilling. I've been on this. Uh, I done brought these uh, cookbooks from Darius. Oh yeah, Darius cook. Oh yeah. I stay in the kitchen now. I, I, I seen you cooked uh, some some gumbo. <laughs> Bruh, when I tell you <laughs> that gumbo was hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Like with you shrimp in it. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, so never mind. I couldn't ask you for a bowl then because uh, I learned selfish. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's ori- it's originally just a chicken and sausage. Oh, you just threw that in there. Yeah, cause oh. I, had, I just had some in the freeze. I said, yeah, I need to get rid of this. Yeah, we so. black people, we do that. <laughs> it was, it was like he, bro, Mac and cook. When I tell you, he will bless your life. You yeah. add, add his stuff to your repertoire. Hey, I'm about to, I'm about to definitely have to uh, steal a couple pages out of that book. <laughs> I will airdrop it to you in just a minute. I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, man. So. Today is kind of a what part two from last uh, from the last episode. Somewhat, yeah, yes, some, somewhat is a, it's yeah. You can say it's a part two. Yeah, so, in, yeah, in a way, in a way. So, <laughs> the title today: Where do I belong? How do I find the right church? Now we're gonna give a disclaimer here. We are not telling anyone how to pick a church. That's for you. This yeah, is you still got to make your own decision. Yes. I know everything that we're going to talk about today is stuff that I see in my church. Yep, I and see it. I'm pretty sure you see it. Yep. So, I mean, these are things that help edify the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are things that help us help, help uh, speaking speaking for myself, help me grow as a, uh, a person in Christ. Yep. Um, and I also see how this, um, when, when I'm advancing uh, in my faith, that it helps with the, bo- the body in general mm-hmm. grow. Uh, so... This is not, this is not telling you how to how to find a church. These are just, you know, things that we've 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 talked about, yeah. seen and go, we've seen going on our church, and we feel these are these are necessities yeah. for us. But 
these to each his own. These are guidelines. You can <laughs> use them. Not even so much guidelines. It's just something that can help you along your mm-hmm. journey while you're trying to find something. Especially, I think, with uh, we also got to take into consideration, too, with the whole COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, with now, yeah, a lot of churches, they, they're starting to come back, mm-hmm. come back into, into the buildings. Um, slowly but surely, they all have their own particular plans and procedures of how they're doing everything. Mm-hmm. But I think as we're all, you know, we're coming back, um, for those that are trying to find their own or to find their next church home, or if you have recently um, accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior mm-hmm. and you're trying to find you a good church home, this is just something – just some things we're we wanted to give to you all, just to kind of mm-hmm. help you, uh, just find the next place, the next place for you to grow. These just some tips we want to give you, just some things to help you out, and uh, hopefully um, it helps someone. If it helps oh, yeah. at least just one person, then we we've done what we what we set out to that, do. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right. So, um, now I I think I also want to say, at the end of the day, it's your decision. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, is your life. So you make the final decision. Yeah, you know what you want in a church. Yeah. You know what you want. If you don't know what you want, this could help. Yeah. Um, But just, you know, use it if you want to. If you don't, you can lose it. <laughs> I mean, <No>. hey. <laughs> All right, so yeah. we got we got 10, 10 bullet points. 10, 10 bullet points. 10 things, and we're going to try to get through them as – Efficient and quickly as possible. <laughs> well, we, I, I got a good feeling we're gonna get get yeah. bogged down. On, we definitely are. We definitely are. But you know, now, also was... you can take these in whatever order you want to. Mm-hmm. We just give them to you how we wrote them down. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing, this will forever be the number one. After number one, you can put them in whatever order you want to. Mm-hmm. When you're looking for a church, number one, you want to have a church that prioritizes. Biblical teaching and preaching. Amen. It should be sound biblical teaching and preaching. At the end of the day, we come to church. Of course, we come to church for the community mm-hmm. uh, of the people. We come to church uh, to hear some good music. We come to church, you know, to get that refreshing that we need. But at the end of the day, you need to have the word of God. Uh, like we, me and Teresa were talking before we went uh, into the recording. The Bible talks about that heaven and earth will pass away before the word of God will pass away. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you need to have the word, and you need to have it. Uh, you need it needs to be taught. And one of the notes I have: you should be receiving teaching of the word that is that teaches you both practical living mm-hmm. and also that pushes you to go deeper spiritually. Oh, orthodoxy, orthopraxy. There it is. That's, that, that, that's, that's what I got in my notes. So what, orthodoxy, what, orthopraxy. What you got on there, bro? Oh, man. I mean, literally what you just said is literally what I have. Um, the word I have is uh, ex, uh, ex, expository. I think that's about to say that right. Expository? Expository? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, expository. Yeah, expository. I was making sure I got it right. Means to go verse by verse, paragraph by paragraph, chapter by chapter, in order to teach, explain, apply mm-hmm. the meaning of the scriptures. Yeah. So... You gotta have, like you, like we were saying, you you've gotta have it to where their the intent is to explain and describe, yeah, to give you context to what you are about to live out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
that is number one. I, and, that will forever be number one. And the scripture I have is Acts two forty two. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and follow and fellow uh, teachings and to fellowship through the breaking of bread and prayer. Yeah. And what does that mean? What does that mean? That that means that we fellowship. Uh, we go over the word of God. Mm. I mean, it could be over a meal. Um, or just just simply just like on Sunday mornings when yeah. we go and our pastor he gives the word he explains it to us mm-hmm. like, okay now I understand it because yeah. to, to someone who is new to the body of Christ they're gonna come into the church and they're gonna be like okay can you help me can you help explain this to me because what I'm reading I know what it's saying but I don't know what it's saying now do you think that one might actually go more into the discipleship? Yeah, that will. So it hits. It hits on both. Yeah, <laughs> which we'll get into that. Too. Yeah, we will. But um, but only a church that knows the Bible can ever hope to have in a church that pleases Christ. Yeah, I mean, yep. That's and one of the things I got too. Um, you want teaching like like I said earlier. You want teaching that's gonna give you practical living, mm-hmm. um, wisdom, and also it's gonna push you deeper. One of the things that I have is that. The teaching that you're receiving at the particular church you're looking you're looking to join or or whatnot, even maybe for somebody that may be you know, no, no, I'm I'm not gonna say that, but the teaching that you're getting it should consistently challenge you mm-hmm. to grow and make adjustments. That's a fact. Uh, I think one thing, and you know, shout out to my pastors once again, Apostle Ryan and Pastor Eric from Jensen at City Gate Ministry and International. Shout, shout out to. Uh, Trey and uh, Angie Cleveland, Faith to Faith, Glory to Ministries. Let's get it. <laughs> One thing I can definitely say about them, this is from my own experience. Like, since I've been under their leadership, under their teaching, they have consistently, you know, challenged me in some area of my life, um, you know, to make an adjustment, to think from, like, even how we try to, you know, with you, our listening audience, we try to challenge you all just to think from another perspective. Mm-hmm. They have often, I mean, often, you know, challenge me to either make an adjustment, like I just said, or to think about things from another perspective. And it's really challenged me to really grow mm-hmm. in my own spiritual walk. That's, so, man. so I think with the church that you're at, your your leaders, even the leaders that they have up under them, when they're teaching, the teaching of the word that they're giving you, it should challenge you to grow. Um, I think we're gonna get to the. We're gonna, I'm probably gonna say mm-hmm. about this a little bit later. Your church, if the only reason you're going to church is just to book and shout, you're missing it. You are. You there should be sometimes where you even and me, I love I love a good shout. I love a good dance. I love running. I love jump. I love it all. But there's sometimes I've literally left church and I'd be like, they be having me like Pop has literally had me scratch my head like, dude. Mm. Like you really just got me you got me thinking. Love those moments. Yeah, like he like it's sometimes you just leave our church just be your minds just be like, Man, I really got to make some adjustments and yeah. some change. Because I'm speaking from personal experience, I mean, I think I've shared this before with uh if I haven't, I'm I'm gonna do it now. But um even with uh before I got married, me and my father mm-hmm. reconciling that relationship. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's biblical, you know, forgiveness. You know, we talked about that last week, you yep. know, being able to forgive somebody, you know. Uh, growing up, you know, was uh, you know I had my mom, my stepdad, um, loved them, you know, dearly. Mm-hmm. But you know, you also always long for that relationship with your father. Always. And 
especially when you know who your real father is. Right. Now, some things that went on behind the scenes before I was, you know, when I was little, before I was born, that went on between my parents, you know, that that played into part of why he was right. never there. But, but you know, I carried a lot of that. I carried a lot of frustration, a lot of anger. And, you know, uh, where is it at? Where is talk about, my, yeah, my, my mother and my father may forsake me. God is still, you know. It's in with, Psalms. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's David. You know, even when I was thinking about David when, you know, I this is how I perceived that scripture when uh I think it's Psalms twenty seven. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. when um who was it? Uh which was who was the king that came in um to Jesse, to the house of the house of uh Jesse. That's oh, David's Samuel. father. Samuel. Okay, so yeah. And he was looking for the next king. The next king. Yeah. And you know, David's out in the field yep. doing his he's on his he's on his he's on his post like he's supposed yep. to. And he went in and was like, uh, it's none of these guys, you know, just paraphrasing. He's yeah. like looking around like, mm, nah, none of y'all have. They got the look, but they ain't got the grace. Yeah. You know, so he's like, uh, is there not another? He's like, oh, yeah, my son David in the field. And yeah, think about that. Think about that scripture. Yep. Maybe this is how I perceived it. Dang, my dad didn't think of me enough to come get me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people are like, well, you're looking kind of into it. I'm like, but that's how I perceived that's it. That's a powerful story, though. It's a very powerful story. Yeah. It's like. David's now David was a scrawny kid. Yeah. And his brothers, you know, yep. big burly dudes, you know, they the battle ready guys mm-hmm. that, you know, but David was the one who had the had the grace on yep. him for that mantle. Yep. Not his brothers. You know, so when I looked at that scripture, I was looking about it like that, and I'd be like, dang, like, you know, God still had a had a purpose for him. Yeah. Even though his dad really wasn't even thinking about him like that. Same, same with this whole situation yeah. with me and my father. But I'm gonna tell you, man. Forgiveness and reconciliation is a beautiful thing yep. because when my my grandpa's house, um, this was actually yesterday, yeah, and my son, who's one, was playing with my father, and when I tell you, my heart leaped because I didn't ever had that experience, uh, but my son's having that experience. With you put it on your snap. I did put it on my yeah, Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you, man, that was one of the most beautiful moments. That I have, I've that's top that's that's a top ten moment for my life right there. That's awesome. Not and it's not that you know my dad's trying to make up for lost time, but he's trying to make up for the time he has now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you know we can't have those moments where I'm playing with him because I'm, I'm a grown man. Right. But my son gets to have that interaction with my father. Right. And that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. So. Yeah. But yeah, didn't mean go on tangent there. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, guys. But 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 you gotta have a um. A church, I, 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 we very much feel it is necessary that you have a church that that teaches it and pushes you to li- walk that out. Yeah. I think another thing, another point I got for this, and I just thought about, we got ten points. I think this got to be a part one and part two. That's fine with me. Yeah. So we we'll definitely have to do a we part might, two. We so, might just do five today. Yeah. And then five. We'll do, yeah. Let, let's yeah. do that. I think we're gonna get pretty bogged down. Yeah, we are. So I want to try to keep it in the time limit. But another thing I got for this one. Okay, so when you find your church, your church prioritizes biblical teaching and preaching. It should also, this will also put the responsibility on you mm-hmm. as the parishioner to study and know the word for yourself. The Bible says that. Because, and the reason I have it is because if you if you were to hear something, and not even if you, if you heard something from someone within the church, even if you're out, if you visit another church or something, mm-hmm. you having your own relationship you know, you putting your time in, you're studying. When you hear something that's kind of off or that makes you kind of take a step back, like, okay, wait a minute. 
you it, it it keeps you aware. It keeps you kind of like, okay, something about that wasn't quite right. And you'll be like, okay, God, is this, am I off about this? You know, it, it causes you to be able to, uh, like Paul said, uh, he told Timothy, study to show thyself approved. Yes. So, excuse me. So when you're when you hear something that's off, you're gonna be like, okay, God, what's up with that? Because mm-hmm. um, you're not. It's it's causing you to not. I, I sound like I'm kind of stuttering, but it causes you to not just accept anything. Yeah. Uh, the scripture uh, I think is in is either first or second Timothy. It says, "Try the spirit." We hear it all the time. Try the spirit by the spirit. Yeah. It, the scripture does not say that. No. All right. You you hide. Now, my revelation of it, according for me, you try the spirit by the word. You got to always put everything up against the word. Yeah. If, it, if it doesn't come in line with that, then you know, okay, yeah, this, this ain't right. I mean, what did, what, did, what did Christ use when Satan took him up? If the it word. is written. If it, there you go. So you, you being in a church that teaches the Bible, that preaches the Bible, that uh, – I'm sorry, yeah, my wife just takes me. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. so uh, you being in a church that you know prioritizes uh, sound biblical teaching and preaching, it also challenges you and causes you and puts the responsibility on you as well to study and you know to make sure you are in a good place to where you you receiving the word as well. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that. Yeah, I mean the Holy Spirit's gonna it like. Mm. Yeah, something. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, usually when, when you hear something that's kind of off. Yeah. And once again, this is no. I'm not trying to say uh, all pastors are off or anything like that. But uh, we're just trying to say, you know, you can't just. Good example. Uh, Apostle Ryan, one thing he he always tells us is, you know, I can't be your Holy Ghost. Facts. He said, "I'm here. I, I cover you." I love you. I teach you the word, but at the end of the day, you still got to do your part. That's 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 fact. That's fact. I mean that uh, that's just coming from you know that's that's my pastor, my spiritual father. He he's literally told us. He said, "I can't be y'all's Holy Ghost." He said, "That's that's just too much pressure on, on one man." You know what I'm <laughs> he, saying? He's human, man. He can't do. You know that. what I'm saying? And you you can't you can't expect your your leader or your potential new leader. They're not gonna come to your house to open the Bible up for you. Mm-mm. They're not gonna come and say, "Okay, you need to read this chapter today and these verses." They're not. They're gonna do it every morning. Mm-hmm. Then they're gonna come to your house. And say, okay, it's time for you to pray. It's time for you to fast. That's you putting a lot of pressure on on your leader. Yeah, you that's, know what I'm saying. That's yeah, because you, you're putting him in a place of. <laughs> I mean, like you said, you're putting him in the God place. Yeah, and, and that, that's and that's just putting like we said a couple of podcasts ago. You putting unreasonable expectations right. on somebody, and then when that person can't meet that expectation, you feel like doing you wrong. Yeah. So I mean, you you have to. It's their job as the leader to you know prepare the table. Mm-hmm. It's your job to pull up and you got to eat it go. eat it yourself. They 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 walk it out, and they they be an example yeah. of it for you. Then you do you do as such. Yeah. So, like we said, so number one, you look for a church. You're trying to find the right church. One thing, the main thing we're gonna always push for for you: make sure the church is prioritizing biblical teaching and preaching. Yes. All right. And what's the scripture you gave? Uh, Acts two forty two. And I got Second uh, Timothy three sixteen seventeen. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness, 
And then Second Timothy 4, 1 through 4, and y'all can just write these down. You listen to the pod, you can pause it and mm-hmm. write these down. Mm-hmm. Also, Hebrews 4, 12 through 13. All right. What we got for number two? Uh, a church where praising God through song and worship is a high priority. Ah, mm. the music and the song. Yes. Okay, so I might go off on a little rant, a little, little tangent. Let the chopper sing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, for this one, this is now this is my opinion. This is just me. I feel we're talking more so uh, the church and not, not uh, praising God through song and worship is a high priority. Mm-hmm. The song and the music should be about setting an atmosphere yes. that's conducive for God to move. There it is. Now, we're also in a generation where, or in a time where, you know, people are, we all have our preferences. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we have those, like you, you, UCHH. Oh, I love it. We got some that likes the CCM. Oh, yeah. We got some that likes quartet. Oh, yeah. We got some that's like the churchy and the choir. Amen. He says make a joyful noise. Uh, you know, we all have our preferences. Yes. But we cannot put preference mm-hmm. over presence. That is that is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. We cannot put preference over presence. That's true. Now I always run hey look, I'm I'm gonna always run back to a good hymn. I'm gonna always go dude, back to it. When I tell you I was you, singing man. uh Draw me nearer, yeah. nearer blessed. I was saying that today. I was like, good God, I'm I'll I, I tell you I whew, a good like, hymn will get you through. What was it? What was I? What was I? I was singing. Oh, what's that? What's that song? Um, I'm gonna probably butcher the words. But, <laughs> um, all of my life, I've never known you. Hezekiah, yes yeah, sir. Yeah, wonderful is your name. Hezekiah. So I mean, like stuff like that. I always go back to yeah. the 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 praise. You know, the worship. I'm gonna tell you when when a what song was it Tobias shout out to Tobias and Jalisa yes congratulations y'all marriage man shout out to them but golly what was it it was I think I got I downloaded the song as soon as it was elevation worship as in heaven here as in heaven here oh my gosh that song let me I love that song let me tell you man I knew I was gonna be messed up at this wedding I already knew it. I already knew it because that's just them. That's yeah. that's the that's the aura, the presence that yeah. they they give off. And when I opened the, they had this dope. They had a little magazine. I saw it in your snap. So I opened it up and I saw the tracks. I was like, "Ooh boy!" I yeah. said, "Okay, it's yep. it's gonna be heavy." I already knew it. And that came on when um, they were walking. You know, the mothers, mm-hmm. fathers, family in. And when I say it literally laid an atmosphere for God to just have his way. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Like, I I, I was using my mask to dry yeah. tears. Like, yeah. I mean, it the vows, like, it was that song, and then they gave their vows, and it was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, if I could have sprawled out on the floor, I probably would have. Hey. But... We gotta. You have to take into consideration the magnitude of setting an atmosphere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it it song. I mean, song in general. Like it it alleviates the soul of things. Because music itself is not of this world. It's not. It's not. That's why music is so powerful. Oh my! It's, 
tell y'all, man. That's why music is so powerful. It is, it is not of this world. And we have to understand, like, I mean, and if and I could look at, I could look, we could look at the world standard for music, and we could see how detrimental mm-hmm. it is to our society. Yeah. But people are gonna be like, well, you know, you know, it's just songs. But I believe it's, I believe there's a spirit, there's a spirit attached to everything. 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 Cultures. There's a spirit mm-hmm. attached to cultures. Um, and when we look at when we look at the music, and then we look at our we look at stuff that goes so wrong. We like, you know, yeah, I understand it's individuals making these making these decisions to do mm-hmm. specific things. But if I can play a certain song and say, I see that, I see that going on over here, I see right. that going on over here, I'm pretty sure there's something there's something there's something not not manipulating, but there's something that is uh, causing a I want to say a spiritual shift. Yeah. You know, negative or positive. Mm-hmm. You know, when we let Christ when we when we play music that, you know, sets that atmosphere for Christ to move, he's going to come in and he's going to wreck some stuff. Right. I ain't going to lie. There there's always like when there's going to when praise and worship happens there is there I'm saying I've literally seen people just, you know, been free from stuff. Like mm-hmm. and you and, and it's weird to say it, but like you can see it. Yeah. It's like you might come in just moody or, you know, you're dealing with something mm-hmm. and then God comes, that's the music, the praise and worship starts going, you know, you can feel that, that burden being lifted yep. and you can literally, it's almost like there's a light or an aura that literally surrounds a person right. that wasn't there before. I mean, I'm telling you guys, you can literally see this happening. It's weird. Like it freaked me out before. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's like what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Like you can see it, and it's like you people are being free from things mm-hmm. through music. Now, in order for you to stay free from stuff, better you better go back to number one. <laughs> you have a resp- word. You, you have, have responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. But I also believe that you know when we're having a bad day, and we may even feel like feel like falling back into some old ways. Yeah. I believe that praise and worship is that way of escape. Yeah. I remember. Um, Dr. Matthew Stevenson, he did a teaching on worship, and one of the things he said about worship is it confronts your appetites. Mm. So one of the powerful things about when you are, and like me, like you know, I sing, and like I've I've been I've been singing since I was young, mm-hmm. and I'm a I'm a very big music lover. Like I, I don't discriminate. It. Now I'm sorry, y'all quartet lovers. <laughs> I love y'all, but I, I, that's just something I I just can't get into the quartet. I can't rock with it, yeah, but I, it's all good. I mean, if that's if that's what you like. Hey, by all means, cool. I mean, like like we said earlier, everybody has their preference. Like Reggie Rock say, if, you know, if you're gonna rock it, let it be dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, there are like, uh, like going back to what Doctor Stevenson said. He was like, and he was talking to um, he was in a con- he did, had a conference of uh, worship leaders and singers and musicians, and he was uh, doing teaching on it. And he was talking about how uh, one of the things that worship does is that it confronts people's appetites. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have an appetite for, uh, you know, your flesh has an appetite for everything, sex, drugs, yeah. whatever. And when you get into the atmosphere of worship, worship is confronting the appetite and is transit is turning your appetite from your what your flesh wants to only want more of God. Mm. So you know, and and that's why I think we have we have to get to that. Uh, that understanding of you know I work uh, when you're in church, the the music and and the worship and the praise that's going on, it's all about focusing you on 
on God. Yeah. So, and my thing is, we have to get back to that place where we're more worried about his presence. Not worried about it, but we're focused on his pre- yeah. presence and not about this style of music that's going on. It's a fact. And, you know, because I see it all the time on social media. Like, I love y'all, but please stop. You know, we don't, you don't have to dog. No. Just because you like the churchy, that's fine. But don't dog the people that likes the CCM. That's, yeah. I get it. You, we're in a generation now. You got people that they want to hear more CCM than they do church. I get that. I'm in the middle. Now what is CCM for those who don't know? Uh, contemporary Christian music. There you go. So, uh, your Bethel. Yeah. Hillsong. Yeah, right. uh, Elevation. Yep. Stuff like that. I like them. Their lyrical. I like their lyrical content. Yes. It's easy to catch on to. Mm-hmm. I get yeah. that. Yeah. I I just say it just like this. There are times. When you're in church and you need you need that Bethel, you need that elevation. Yes. But there are also times, shut all that off. Uh-huh. I need the click track going. Yeah, it is. I need that organ loud. Yes. Yes. I mean, I need all of it. Yes. But I'm not I'm not gonna dog one because no. I want the other. Let me tell y'all. Play oceans. <laughs> and, and see, Play oceans. And here's my thing also too, bro. There are some people that's all that's all their experience with mm-hmm. God, it's they want all they know is CCM. Mm-hmm. They they might not want the church, or they might that just might not be their flow. Yeah, but just because that's what they like, they're not gonna dog everybody else. No, same thing for other people. If you you like church, fine, right? God can move in the CCM. Yes, he can. And he can move in the church. He, he is, is not obligated th- to either one. Thank you. He is not. He, he is, is not, not obligated to either one. He is not. He he can move wherever he want, through whatever he want. Trust me. He can move through the Southern Gospel. Yes, he can. That's another one I can't get. But hey, whatever floats your boat. I'm telling you, he is he is he is not, not obli- obligated to. But let me let me let me. I looked up the word worship just to give it you know a, 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 a definition. The feeling or expla- expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. Mm-hmm. Now y'all hear what I just said there, right? For a deity. The reverence or adoration for a deity. That's a noun. Now, the verb to show reverence or adoration for a deity, honor with religious rites, R-I-T-E-S. Now, we got to understand music worships something. Yep. Music itself is amoral. It's worship to something. Yeah. It could be self. But don't let me say it's amoral. I'm bad track that. Yeah, I'm bad track that statement. I get what you're saying though. Yeah. It's it's not it there's there's something that you're worshiping with your music. Yeah. Something. I don't know what depends on the I mean I could pretty much tell depending on the music, but it depends on the posture of your heart. There you go. So we'll let y'all yeah. feast on that. <laughs> So I'm not gonna get bogged down, but like like we said, you know, you want a church that's um, mm-hmm. where the praise they're praising God through song and worship. It's a high priority. It's all about uh, creating an atmosphere for God to do what He wants to do. And it says in Ephesians uh, five, mm. uh, was eighteen nineteen. You know, I'm not gonna read the first half. It says, "Well, I'm gonna read the whole thing." It says, "Not be drunk, drunk with wine, wherein is riot, uh, but be filled with the Spirit." 
speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and yeah. spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Yeah. I mean, like we just said earlier, sometimes those hymns. Yeah. They be hitting, boy. A hymn would get you through. I'll tell you, man. What you think the people got to understand? What you think got the slaves through? Listen. Hymns. I got a hymn book over here right now on my bookshelf. And I probably can pinpoint it right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A ba- it's a, ba- a Baptist it hymnal. There it is. The hymns will get you through. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go grab it. <laughs> yeah. A hymn will get you through. It, it definitely will. Here. So, I mean, like, like we said. Look at, that. I, look at this. Lean on, O King Eternal. Look at this. Send me a look at this. Some of this stuff, man. I ain't never heard, but. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a couple in here that we used to sing at Mount Zion back in the day. Bro. Shout out. <laughs> You know, I, I'm, shout out, shout out to out. my my Zion, shout um, out, man. Apostle Nathan Robinson and uh, Pastor Joanne Robinson. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what we grew up. That's at. that that yeah yeah. That's what we grew yeah. up. Yeah, good Lord, good times. Yeah, good. shout out to Elder Mims. Yes, sir. Mims yes, sir. Now. I'm sorry, Pastor, Pastor Mims. Mims now. Oh, yes, sir. I'm down sorry. At, he's down at Word of Life down in Union. Yes. Oh, they in Union. Yeah, he down in Union. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Word of Life uh, Christian Church or Christian I have, Center. I might have to pop up on this Sunday because I am. Oh, wait, no, I'm gonna be still in Greenville. We'll make it happen. We're gonna make that happen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that that's 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 number two. So we talking about uh, we're praising mm-hmm. God through song and worship. So that that's something to be looking for as well. Uh, the next thing uh, that we have on our list now, once again, you can take these in any order you want to. Only thing we ask, you can just keep that number one, number one, where the word mm-hmm. of God has to be taught. But I'm gonna say this: this number three is very essential. Yeah, <laughs> this is very essential. A church that practices and encourages prayer. Ooh. A church that practices and encourages prayer. Now, one of the things I said about this, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what Therese got. One of the things I said: a church that moves consistently in prayer will always be connected to the voice of God, mm-hmm. and therefore will always be connected to answers that come from a heavenly perspective versus an earthly perspective. So that's, that's good. Yeah. So when, when you're in, uh, let's say you look for a church, um, they should have an active um, prayer atmosphere. Prayer should be a, almost like, prayer should be like a lifeblood of, yes. of the church. Now this is, once again, this is our, from our experience, uh, from, our own relationship with the Lord, our own study, and what we have experienced personally. So when your church has that type of lifeblood of prayer, you will always be connected to answers. Prayer is a form of intimacy, intimacy with God. Yes. Like, you've got to understand that. Like, when you're, like, you wrestle, when you wrestle with things, the best thing to do is get postured in prayer. Yeah. Because... Um, when you're like I say, when even when you're wrestling with God, you know, to wrestle with God, like I've said before, is to become in, be in close proximity with, yeah. him. and prayer puts you at the foot yep. of His throne. You and Him are in nothing but just conversation. You you and Him are in conversation. That's that's literally, I mean, anytime you you know the 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 um, the disciples. Went out, you know, and they people were healed. Prayer went on. Mm-hmm. Prayer went along with that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, we've seen healing through prayer. We've seen spirits being cast out through yep. prayer. I mean, it like you said, it's a lifeblood. Yeah. 
It's a lifeblood. Like our church at Citygate, that is literally our DNA. Like if we don't do nothing else, I promise you, <laughs> we are going to pray. <laughs> don't make that's a fact, man. That's a fact. Bro. I mean, if we do nothing else, we yeah. we are definitely going to pray and like. And I have literally seen at at our church and like one one of the things uh, about apostle and pastor, like they they literally they push us to pray. Like they have they've set the bar and they they set the tone, and then they've literally taught each of us. Uh, you know, a, they've given us like a template of prayer. They've taught us so many uh, foundations, so many lessons about it. And it's literally like become intertwined in our lives mm-hmm. to where, you know, we, that that's just what we do. It's, it's crazy because like, a, like, I think that needs to be done more yeah. with a lot of churches because, and I mean, somebody said this before and I've said, like, you can really tell how a person's, I'm, well, I don't know. I kind I I use this loosely, but you can tell how a a person's relationship with Christ is how they pray. Yeah. Now, me, like I've said before, I call, I talk to God like a homie. Yeah. Like that's just how I that's how I you know yeah I, yeah, I, I see him as you know King Father yeah. I yeah but also he's a man of many hats I I consider him a friend yeah and that's a necessity because. Sometimes when we do wrong, we're afraid. Like when you when you do wrong as a child, you don't want to tell your father. Yep. It's easier to tell a friend, right? Right. There you go. So so when I, if I do something wrong, sometimes it's better for me to say, "All right, God, I need you to wear this hat as a friend." Yeah. He knows what I need at that moment anyway. He's gonna right. meet that need. Right. So I go to him like, you know, Lord, you know, I'm struggling with doubt. Da 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 da. Uh, point me somewhere in your in your word that can affirm, solidify yeah. what I like. You know, to get me out of this air, get get me out of this. Right. And I'm telling y'all, man, like you, it's it's a necessity. It's a necessity that mm-hmm. you have uh, a prayer life with our heavenly Father because one, He is our heavenly Father. He is a comforter. He's a He's a friend. You know, and when we see Him, it's it makes it easier for us to get to go to Him. Right. And I think I think it's easier for me to go to Him as a friend when I've done wrong. Yep. You know, then it is to consider him, but yes, he still is my father. Yep. But at the same time, I can say, you know, all right, God, I'm not ashamed to pray to you like this because at the end of you listen to my heart here. Mm-hmm. And what's on my heart, I'm going to just verbalize it as this right here. It right. doesn't have to be the most eloquent prayers. Trust me. I've heard, you know, I've heard graces that are sentence long, um, you know, that are that hold more than someone who speaks a whole paragraph. Yeah. You know the, what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he's looking at your heart. There you go. You know, so pri- prioritize that prayer, man. Yeah, prayer. And once again, this also, we can also tie this back into uh, the first point that we made about a, a church that, you know, a church is really going to push you to grow. They're also going to push you to have that responsibility of prayer. Yes. They're, they're going to push you to that. And w- once again, you know, your leader, your church that you're connected to, they're going to push you to it, but they're mm-hmm. not going to do it for you. Yes. They are going to encourage you to, hey, you no, know, you, you need to, you know, you know, when you get up, set your time to pray, set your time to have your word, mm-hmm. uh, to have your time in the word, mm-hmm. set your time where you don't, you don't have anything on, you turn the phone or do not disturb and yes. you just sit, you just listen, you just listen yeah. to what the Lord is trying to tell you. You got to make that time. Yeah. They, uh, you know, the, the right church that's for you, they, they will, they will push you to grow in that area. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, when they push you to do that, you start to look at time leaks. Yeah. In your day, you're like, okay, 
I could have prayed here. You know, because a lot of times we'll be like, well, you know, Dave was busy, da 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 da. Oh, but when you got home, you watched Love and Hip Hop. Um, Sports Center. Sports Center. Uh, yeah, trust me, I know me. Sports Center, speaking of that, <laughs> nine o'clock, the Lakers playing. Ter- <laughs> 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 but, but anyway, but you know, it's time leaks. Like sometimes you have to sacrifice those yeah. things that you want for something that you need. And right. Prayer is you is a need, yeah. it's a necessity. Jesus said, men ought to always pray. That's it. I mean, you can always go back and just TV, just you know, record it and go back. We have the technology now to do that. Yeah. So you got time. Make time, guys. Make time. Like we have the we have the tools nowadays in this technology driven era mm-hmm. to to record something, shut TV off, and then you pray. You done? Okay, let me go back and watch this. Just prioritize prayer, guys, and it should be encouraged. And don't feel bad about jotting down what you want to pray yeah. about. All right, guys, it doesn't have to be something off the top of the dome. Like, sometimes it's good to have a list out in front of you. It's like, all right, because it's more structured. I know for me. And it helps you to be focused. There you go. It's like, you know, I need to pray for this, pray for this, pray for this, pray for this. A lot of times we try to just conjure up prayer. Yeah, you ain't got to do that. We, we, we get just like that. Start, you start stumbling in yeah. your prayers because you don't know what you're praying about. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't, be, don't, don't feel afraid to write down what you need to pray for. God's not going to put any extra pressure on you. you know, there's, no, of, there's nothing wrong yeah. with you writing stuff down. And what's funny is like I've I've seen I've seen Christians that have literally like down people for having stuff written down. I'm like, oh, you know, you're still a babe. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. That's yeah, I'm still a babe. Let me let me go about the way I want to go about my prayer life. You know what I'm saying? But like, we can't sit there and when I say I encourage you. To write stuff down. You know what I would say to people like that? What? When you go to the grocery store, you got your grocery list. Right. That's a, See, look at that. See, that's a fact, man. That's a fact. See, now, now people that say stuff like that, I really don't. Uh, like, slap, slap them. Really. Slap I really sometimes. do. Slap them. Like, bro, you, you really going to come in with, come <laughs> like, with really? something stupid like that. Like, re- like really? You, you really just going to You go to the right grocery store, you have right. a grocery list. Yeah. Give me your list. Go get all your groceries. Now what? Like, you going you gonna to go grab the first, probably first three items and be like, crap, what was on my list? Having a list, it keeps you focused. There you go. Using a grocery store is not an analogy. If you go in the grocery store mm-hmm. and you don't have a set list of what you're gonna get, you're gonna you, spend too much money. Exactly. So if you go in, if you go into prayer, <laughs> if you were to go into prayer and not have a list or not have something to keep you focused, you're gonna spend a whole lot of unnecessary energy mm-hmm. that could have been sent to a specific focus, yes. a specific point that you need. I like that. I like that analogy. I like that one. That's that's a fact, man. That's a sailor moment right there, dog. Let me just go ahead and sip this water. Yeah, go ahead and sip that. <laughs> <laughs> but um a scripture that I have down is uh Ephesians three, sixteen through mm-hmm. nineteen. I pray I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. And I pray <clears throat> and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power yeah. to grasp how wide and long and high and deep yeah. is the love of Christ and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge yes, sir. Yes, sir. that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Yes, I like that. The scripture I got too, and this my scriptures are connected to another point that I had too. When you're um when you're searching for a church, you know, like we said say it as as a suggestion you know, a church that practices and encourages prayer. Another thing that prayer would do, it will connect you to supernatural activity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
uh, the scriptures I have for you, you want to go back and read them. Acts 12, that's when uh, the church, they came together and they were praying for Peter to be released from jail. Mm-hmm. When they prayed, angels went and released Peter Peter from uh, the prison. Mm-hmm. Go back and read it. It is a, a, an awesome story. Um, we, like in my church, I have literally seen, now, if y'all ever come to our church, it's going to sound, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you fair warning. <laughs> It's gonna be definitely an experience. <laughs> I mean, we li- it's literally gonna sound like um, soldiers going to war. Hey, I'm, that's I, hey, no that that made me that made me feel better though. I, like I'm, I'm just if you if you haven't experienced that, I am. This is I love my church. I'm telling y'all, I wouldn't I would not be at another church. Hey, like hey, real talk. Hey. But like I like the way our pastors really trained us, you know, and really taught us. You know, when we on our own personal time, you know, you talk to the Lord how you do. But like when we come together corporately, and you know that that's something corporate I, prayer, dog. Corporate I was gonna prayer, mention that. Yeah, like a corporate prayer, it, it pulls on God in a whole Ooh, different way. Because where you know the Bible says, "Where two and three are gathered, yes, call my name, I'll be there." Like dog, like dude, like li- literally, like our church, I have seen it to where. I, sometimes I really can't even explain it. Like right now, it's just it's just a whole whole different experience. Like we have literally just seen things happen. Case in point, I, Holy Ghost just brought it back to me. Bring it. There there was a, a lady who used to go to our church. I'm not gonna say her name, but she was at the she had got rushed to the hospital, uh, like the night before or like the day before. So pastor came in. He told everybody what was going on. No, he put it in the message board. Mm-hmm. So. That was on a Saturday. We came to church, literally, and back then we would pray, "Oh, good God Almighty!" That's mm-hmm. back. We was on Howard Street. Yeah. So we would. I mean, when I tell you, we would just check in. I mean, I miss the whole night prayer, man, Bruh. So, I mean, we prayed. I, I don't even think preached that day. Like just the way the whole like we just flowed. Like we've from, had that happen. Like from in like church started. We always start up our service with intercession. Yep. And then we'll just flow from there. And like that particular that particular service, it was just a flow. I kid you not. He told us about uh the lady, uh she was in the hospital. By the end of service, because of the prayer and the worship that we had going on, mm-hmm. he got a text. She said, Pastor, they released me releasing me from the hospital. I'll be coming home today. So she All went right. she went in the hospital that Saturday. Yeah. She was and coming out of the hospital Sunday. that Sunday. By the end of service, she had text you. Pastor that she was coming home. Let me tell y'all, man. Like you gotta understand the golly it how how prayer changes it will change a you. situation. It will change you. Um, it I mean it changes you. Like yes. you said, I remember one. Um, I don't know what exactly happened, but we had you know we come in you know before we have praise and worship. You know we have some some music to set the atmosphere mm-hmm. when you walk in. You know we have your greeters that greet you. You know yep. you go to your seat. You yep. go. You know, you either pray, you pray by yourself. Some people are just like praying just to, you know, you know, Lord, posture my heart to yep. receive today. And then, you know, we have the the uh, Levites come up. We we all greet each other. And then we go into praise and worship. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, but there's been many a Sundays where the fire of God just came in and consumed a bunch of stuff. We didn't have no preaching. Mm-hmm. It was literally... One big like altar call, like the whole service. Yeah. I'm talking about all we did was pray, pray, yep. pray, pray, pray. You know, addictions being broken. And yep. guys, when I say that, 
God is that powerful yeah. that an addiction can break that quick. I've seen people take cigarettes up to let's drop them off. I mean, I've seen where, you know, prescriptions, yeah. all this stuff. And then you get those praise reports later on in the week talking about my prescript, my, uh, my blood pressure is where it needs to be. Yep. I no longer need to be on these pills and mm-hmm. just stuff. I mean, guys, I'm just saying like, you know, you, until you, ex- until you experience it for yourself, man, yeah. just take our, like, take our word for it. Like, and we would not be shooting you no bull. Not, not at all, man. I'm telling you, I miss midnight prayer so much now. I have the time now because, you know, we're only work the weekends, mm-hmm. but we used to have midnight prayer on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And there will be many of Tuesday nights where we go in there and we just just have at it, man. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you get lifted. Like, yeah. like I mean, there have been some where I'd be, I, I just get so deep in prayer. Yep. And... It's funny, and I people probably gonna probably like give give you this. They gonna yep. have this look when they hear this, but I like lift it out of my body. I've had that experience where I'm I'm I can see myself praying. Yep, and I'm I'm having this like outer body experience, mm-hmm. and it's it's weird because I can see everything that's going on, yeah. like everything, and you know, it's it's mind boggling, yeah. dog. It's you it, literally. You just it's one of those moments where you just got to be there. We, yeah, you have to, dude. You just got to be there. Okay. And my other scripture was Acts sixteen sixteen through twenty four. That's when Paul and Silas, the Bible says that they prayed and praised, and the doors of the prison were open. So that's the power of prayer. So mm-hmm. we definitely encourage you when you're looking when you're trying to find the right church for you. We would definitely encourage you to find you a church that. Has an emphasis on prayer. Yeah, and and ask about corporate praying as yes, well. Cause, yes. Um, even through uh, during the week, I know my uh, pastor Trey, he'll go. I don't know if they're still open now, but um, he might not even do it anymore. But uh, we would meet him at the uh, coffee bar downtown. Mm-hmm. We pray. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. When I was off days out, those days I was off, we'd mm-hmm. go up there and pray. Yo, that's what's yeah. up. All right, next one. Uh, a church that puts an emphasis on winning souls. Mm-hmm. Evangelism. Evangelism. Mm. That is that's uh what's the scripture we got for that one? Uh the scripture that Luke five, one through ten. That's where we talk that's where uh just a synopsis. Mm-hmm. Peter's in the boat, yep. Jesus comes to the boat, and he says, Look, launch out into the deep. Uh Peter said, Look, we on tour it all night. We we ain't <laughs> caught nothing. He said, Look, Jesus said, Look, I need your boat right now. Going out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after Jesus said, uh taught what he needed, uh Say he said, "All right, y'all cast your net on the other side." Peter and them they they brought in more fish than they could, and and one night he had to have other people to come and help him. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, "No longer will you be a, a, a catch fish. I'm now going to teach you how to catch men." Basically, I'm paraphrasing that. So, um, it's always, 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 always an important factor, an important dynamic of the church to win souls. And you know something, given just looking at a lot of stuff, and I don't know how this loose the statistic is, but the statistic that I got was ninety eight percent of Christians fail to lead people to Christ. I actually believe that, and I can we can I I believe that as well. Um, 
And I've been guilty. Oh yeah. You know. I know I have. I have been guilty, and I'll take I'll take personal responsibility for myself oh, yeah. here. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we suggest that you do as well, because how can we grow as a body if we don't take, yeah. you know, if we don't take that? Um, but just like looking how the state of like right now, right now in the climate that we are in, yep. people need Christ more than ever right now. Of course. And I look at the church. I look at myself. What am I doing? What am I doing to give these people Christ? Because everybody's looking online right now. Everybody's looking online right now. Everybody's looking online right now. And they are seeing, not seeing a whole bunch of bad. Well, nah, we know how to, we know, we know how today's climate is. Let me back bad, up. bad yeah. goes, yeah. bad is amplified. Yeah. yeah. Bad is amplified. So they are, they're, they're seeing good and they're seeing bad. Mm-hmm. And that's from within and without, this and is, outside this, of this. This is fact. But us winning souls is always a priority. Uh, what's the scripture? Uh, I think it's in Peter where uh, God says, I would that all men will come to repentance. Mm-hmm. So God is all, he's, because here's the thing you have to understand about a, a soul that has not, has yet to receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior. A person that has not received, when God first made man, now some people may disagree with this, but this is um, my particular revelation, what, I, what I've come to the knowledge of when God first made man, he put himself in man. He breathed himself into man. A person who has not made Jesus as their Lord and Savior, if they were to die and go to hell, that's a part of God that he's not getting back to himself. Mm. It's just something It's something to think about. It is. I mean, he put God when the Bible says that he breathed himself, he, he breathed himself into man, but he, he gives us the choice. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's given us the choice. So if we choose, if we don't choose Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that's still a part of God that's on the inside of the man. But if that man dies and goes to hell, that's a part of God that he's that he's lost. Now some some may disagree with that. Or some may have something to say, you know, maybe have other questions that may arise, but that's just something that's something that I've kind of come to a revelation about. So we won't, you know, when you're when we're out there evangelizing, when we're out there winning souls, we are we are basically it's like we're bringing a piece of God back to him. And he, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to lose none of him. Yes. And they may go into a, a deeper theological conversation, but that that's something I think about. You know, God doesn't want to lose any part of himself. That's a fact. That's a fact. And another thing I thought, too, kind of to flip it, not so even we're, – so we're supposed to also be winning souls who don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. I also think there are also souls that already they already know Jesus, who are still kind of lost, who still need to be evangelized. Ah, that's definite. That's where the discipleship comes in, and that's gonna be the next point. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, next it, it kind of segue into <laughs> yeah, it. It did segue into it. But you know, that's you no, know, that's that's. Not only should we be winning souls outside the church, mm-hmm. there are also people who are inside the church, who still need to be reached. That's a fact. You know, there's something about there's some. There's some people who are still lost in the church. They're still lost mentally. Mm-hmm. There are people in the church who are still lost emotionally, mm-hmm. physically. But you know what I love um, about that? The story of Christ with Peter when they were out there fishing is he met their need. True. They were fishermen. Yeah. They hadn't caught anything in a while. Yep. Jesus does that for us. Yep. 
when we go out and evangelize, if it's a, if it's a, I'm gonna tell you this, man. Not that I agree with the theology, but these these guys are relentless. The Mormons, yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses too. Them too, they be out there. Yeah, I don't care if it's raining. Well, not so much when it's raining, mm. but. When it, I don't care if it's hot, them boys got their backpacks yeah. on. They walking. They walking. They on their bikes. They got yeah. their water. They yep. making sure they knocking on them doors. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling y'all guys, a lot we can learn a lot mm-hmm. as the body of Christ from a lot of a lot of these other these these other little religions. And then like, like we heard we heard it growing up from uh, Bishop Robinson, mm-hmm. like they got the right method but the wrong message. There you go. You know. Yeah. So we might need to look at the method because. But to a certain extent, too, I think the method also needs to be upgraded. Yes. Now, this could, this is going to go into another conversation, mm-hmm. but I think with the whole COVID, yes. it has caused a lot of people to have to really reevaluate this, this how true. how they're evangelizing, how they're – because, I mean, if your church – now, this is not on our list, but this if your church doesn't have a digital footprint somewhere – Oh, man, that's a necessity. You, you are already a step back. That's a necessity. I mean, that, that goes to another conversation, but you got you got to consider the, the age that we're in. We're yeah. in a technological age. You have to be you have to be out there, especially when we talk yeah. about evangelism. Everybody's connected to their phone in some way. At some way, because I know I have mine in my hand probably about ninety seven percent of the time. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> if you if you don't have that digital footprint, you know you already a step behind yeah. in, in evangelism. Yeah. You. Yeah. You're falling behind, big time. If you come knock on my door, most people they got a ring or a simply safe or Definitely. something or a, a video doorbell. Mm-hmm. If they see you come to it, they already on their phone. Like, nah, I ain't talking to you. It's fact because that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I just got that bad boy in too, and uh, the uh, the guys from my house came to uh, evaluate some the, my French drainer getting ready mm-hmm. to upgrade, and uh, he rang the doorbell, and I'm I'm still in bed with Carter, and I look at my doorbell, and I go, oh, it's them. So I rang, I hit the thing, I said, hey guys, I'll be out there in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I said he looked at he looked the doorbell was like, mm-hmm. he just I said, yeah, I can talk to you through this thing. Yeah. So I mean, we we're in such a technological yeah. age now. I mean, if we're gonna be event, case in point, we're gonna go into this in, in the next point. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "Go ye into all the world." The world right now is technical, very digital, very. It's all the way digital. It's technical, so you have to upgrade your evangelism strategy, your evangelism method, all that. You need your church needs to have. I'm telling you, it's beneficial to have a website of yeah. some sort. Uh, definitely be plugged in Facebook and Instagram. Definitely, you know? man, because those those avenues, everybody's on that. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Get get your YouTube channel and, and learn learn analytics. Yeah, um, because there's specific times of the day where more people yep. are likely to be on Facebook yep. uh, than other times of the day. Early in the morning, no one's really gonna be on it. It's around. I, I might get this wrong, but it's it's normally in the evening. It's also, little, do, also during lunchtime. Lunchtime, so around around eleven, eleven to one. Yep, that's a good time. And I think I think, I, I think Pop said like around seven and nine. Yes, yeah, around seven and nine, people are on their phone heavily. Yeah. So I mean, we even use this when we post things. Yeah, like we know we gotta know. You have to know when yeah. when that when that audience is there. It helps you out. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so a church needs to be mm-hmm. have an emphasis on winning souls, strategizing all that. What you got to? Also, 
with evangelism, this goes back to this goes back to number four. I mean, number um, number three, prayer. Yeah. Before you go out in these streets, please be prayed up. Please, please, because I'm gonna tell you, there's the Holy Spirit will lay something on you yeah. not to go over there right now. Don't yeah. go right now. Is not the time to go over there. Right. I'm telling you, and listen to that. You gotta. This all comes with a prayer life. You gotta be. It helps you. One, know the voice yep. to understand it. Yep. Because sometimes, I mean, I'm going to say that God, and I use this for my personal self, God is literally my con- like a conscience. Mm-hmm. Like it's a conscious thing. Oh, don't go there. Like, and then this it's funny because, you know, I'll pray you know, before I venture out, and then it just dawns, like something something says, don't go that way yeah. today. I'm, okay. So I get in the other lane and go the opposite way. Come to find out there was a, uh, like a four-car accident down yep. that way that I probably would have got caught in right or it would have slowed slow my slow me down yep you see what I'm saying like so God you gotta be plugged in you gotta be plugged in with prayer too because sometimes uh, and there's nothing with being overly zealous and being you know you know you know wanting to preach the gospel there's nothing wrong with that but also be sober-minded be vigilant be wise be wise because there's no like I'm not saying like don't just run to some neighborhood that's got a, a very much a, a heavy a heavy violent presence and get caught in the middle of something. Solomon said in Proverbs, "He that winneth souls is wise." Bam, and that was a wise man. <laughs> he that winneth souls is wise. wise man. Yes. So, I mean, I I fully agree with what Therese just said. Yeah, so be, yeah, be plugged in with prayer. Got to. And before you go out there and evangelize, because ain't no like we said in uh, I forget which podcast it was. But we when we talk about prayer, mm-hmm. you know, when we pray, we are acknowledging God before we do in before we do anything. That's like prayer is like your starting point. That's it. So oh, wow. love how that comes back. Yes. Circle. So so when you, when you start off in prayer, you're like, okay, God, I'm acknowledging you. You give us the strategy. You know, He's already put whatever it is that you're gonna do. You know, we're talking about evangelism. Mm-hmm. You, you, your evangelism it, project might be, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm throwing this out there for somebody. It may be uh, if you're, I don't know, you're trying to do something like a challenge or something on Facebook uh, with a Facebook Live and mm-hmm. something. I don't know. You start off with all that. He put that in your heart already. Mm-hmm. So now, okay, God, you put this in my heart. So, God, how do you want me to do this? There you go. That's you, that's you praying. Okay, God, what do we need to do? What time of day do we need to do this? What do you want us to talk about? What God, you give us the strategy. Wisdom is being able to know what to do with information. Hey, that's it. When God lays it on you, he gave you the information. Okay, God, now how do I go about this? Yep. All right, I got you. He'll, he will definitely give you strategy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, in Acts 2, uh, they had, was it Pentecost? Yeah. Uh, where, uh, God, who is this out here? Let me, let me make sure I get this correct. Peter. Well, he's, he's telling the people to repent. Change your ways, uh, turn from your sinful ways, accept Jesus as a Messiah being. And then I uh, believe that we're in uh, Acts 2, 41, it says those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added in number that day. Yeah. Evangelism. Yep. Don't be afraid to be one of those people that stand outside with the sign that says Jesus loves you. That is evangelism, (laughs) people, okay? You know. You're probably gonna have a lot of people walk past you. Definitely you definitely will. They reading it. You gotta have some thick skin. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. You gotta have some thick skin. Yeah. Uh, but a soft heart. Oh yeah. 
like we got to understand like there's a lot of stuff going on nowadays that is going to come against the body of Christ. Yeah. We have to still have those that soft heart that really wants to see people change to follow Christ because we firmly believe in our hearts that yeah. he is the way the truth life. And but you got to understand you got to have some thick skin too yeah, too because there are going to be people that darn like downright blaspheme yep. will talk just the 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 negative of negatives towards you yeah and you have to one you know not be like i right, whatever but have that have that 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 heart that says i'm gonna pray for you yeah but have that thick skin that says i'm not gonna just ball up in the field right. position right here and cry <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know like like we talked about the other day like the meme i, I posted a while uh like it's like in the last week or two mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are not going to be drawn to God through debate. They're yes. going to be drawn to him through our love. That's it. But on the flip side, also, like you just said, you're going to have to have tough skin. You probably are when you – and sometimes you're not even just trying to actively go out. Just you and your day-to-day, mm-hmm. you can still be evangelizing just yeah. in your day-to-day life. You may come up come up upon somebody, they're like, I don't believe your God. They're going to try to come mm-hmm. at you with all kind of stuff. That goes back to you. Have your own relationship in the word because you're gonna have to know how to def- how to defend the word mm-hmm. and to you know you gotta be able to defend what you believe too. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Something uh, Apostle um, Elijah Shannock said. I heard him say, a lot of times what helps fortify your faith mm-hmm. is you actually coming in contact with people who don't believe what you believe. Oh, definitely, definitely. So you come to, if you what helps fortify you when you've been studying. And then you come again, you come up upon somebody that like, hey, I believe this, 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 and this, and uh, I, I believe you, you ain't got, I believe your Jesus ain't ain't what's mm-hmm. ain't what's real. And then you can come back, okay, what you got? And you, now, I do not believe in going debate for debate. No. you know, just y'all just sparring, going back. Mm-hmm. But if you having, like, I believe, don't let me say debate. Cause sometimes it's good to have a healthy debate, mm-hmm. but if you just y'all just going back, just tip just, for tat, yeah, just to try to make that, yourself look yeah, bigger. that right there, no, no. But if you have a healthy debate and you're both trying to come to a greater understanding, mm-hmm. I believe that's healthy and that's good. That's even what we're trying to promote through the High Definition Podcast. Yeah. And that was something that Robbie Zacharias, may he rest in peace. Um, I it was a long, long time ago. This was probably way before we was even born, but um, it was something. I watched a video and. He gave this beautiful story. Basically, I'm I'm probably gonna butcher this, but he he said that allow people to believe what they believe, mm-hmm. but also challenge the thought. Yeah, and you know when we when we have people that come against the body of Christ, they're going to challenge yeah. the thought. You yeah. know why do we think the way we think? Do the same with them. Yeah, is give them back with they are with. Give them. That's this is why I kind of I kind of feel it essential that we kind of learn what these other religions are yeah are about, so we can dissect it and be like, okay, give it back to a person. And be like, well, why do you think this, 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 and this? And sometimes they'll come to the realization, and be like, we as believers should not be ignorant. We should not. And this is a topic that <laughs> we have got to hit on because that thing you texted me last week blew my mind. Because there's a lot of theology that is going on right now yeah. that is being raised up, that is yeah. going against 
body of Christ, yeah. the word of God. And we are, I wonder how many of us actually know about it. Yeah. Because when we're ignorant of this stuff, the stuff is going to come against us. And we're going to be like, whoa, where'd that come from? Yeah. We need to, like I said, be vigilant. We got to know this stuff. We have to. We're supposed to be wise as serpents and harmless as a dove. There you go. But guys, like, like, I know I'm not. I'm, we, we'll talk about that. Back later. pocket. Back pocket. Yeah. We'll, we'll back pocket that one. All right. So that was uh, point number four. Mm-hmm. So we're suggesting uh, something you look to look for in your next potential church, a church that puts an emphasis mm-hmm. on winning souls. Yes. Hashtag evangelism. All right. We're going to make this on the last point, and we're going to do a part two on the next episode. Yep. A church that is discipleship focused. Yes, sir. The scripture, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. That's what Jesus said. Go ye into all the world and uh, make disciples of all men. Uh, you can go back and read that for yourself. I just kind of paraphrased it. Uh, one of the notes I have, um, discipleship is it puts an emphasis on building relationships. Yes. So I believe when you know, when you when you come into the church, so you know, you know, you go Sunday, you get the word, like we talked about earlier. What if you have a question, or what if you something that the pastor said, you kind of like, uh, okay, I get what he's saying, but I need a little bit more mm-hmm. understanding about it. You can go to your pastor. You know, they can explain it to you, or maybe they also have a structure set up to where um, you can go to one of the other leaders that they've already appointed, and they can give you more insight in, mm-hmm. about that. Discipleship is all about somebody walking with you hand you know, hand in hand and like, hey, this is what the scripture's talking about. This is how you can apply it to your to life. Uh this is how you can live this out practically. No. Yeah. That's that's so second Timothy two, one through two. Um, you then, my son, be strong in grace that is in Jesus in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Yeah. So basically, I think John described, he described three levels of spiritual maturity. You know, he said, we want to mature as spiritual children into spiritual mothers and fathers through prayer, fellowship, Bible study, and mentoring. Yeah. Like, guys, you got to understand, be open. Yeah. It's it's actually a requirement, honestly. It's a requirement uh, that we help usher young Christians mm-hmm. along in their walk. And I, and it's funny is you got it's two sides to discipleship. It's it's the 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 mentoring side, but yep. it's also the growth side cuz a lot of times when we when we are discipling someone, yep. we learn something also. Oh yeah. You know, and that's that's the beautiful thing about it. It's it's not just a one-sided thing. It's like we get we get something out of it too. Yeah. Um, it helps. It helps one to. Um, it it helps you. It helps solidify you in your in your faith. Yeah. More. Um. You know, Christians who are further along in their faith must must take those not as far along, quote unquote, under their wing. Yeah. Um. This is what Jesus meant when he said to Peter, "Feed my sheep, tend to my little yeah. lambs." You know. So I mean, it's discipleship. It's. It's like being a teacher, like a mentor, mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, um, it's 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 it should be a part of a church. It it I think it it's a big part because Definitely. especially when you get you get people who who come in, um, 
never darkened the door of a church before yeah. or have darkened the door of a church many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they come in. They don't know. They give their life to Christ, and they say, now what? You know, that's when people need to be stepping and in. That's, and that's where we have really... Fallen off dropped, the wagon, yo. the ball. And not just one particular church. This is... I, I, it's a, all... That's, I think all of, every church is guilty of it. I mean, at some, some, some level. Yeah, some level. You know, um, we're supposed to be uh, walking with each other, you know, helping each other to grow. Because um, we're all supposed to come to the maturity of we're all supposed to be becoming more and more like Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what discipleship does. And it's not a one-time process. It's a it's whole... It's not. It is a lifelong journey. Oh, yeah. And I just realized that I actually... Uh, uh, Pop had me teach this like a couple years ago at Bible <laughs> study. I, I just went back and found my notes. And the Simpson definition of discipleship. <laughs> Talk to us. So this this is why I wrote this part, part of my sermon I did. It's the daily process of you laying down your life in pursuit of Jesus, mm-hmm. his plans, mm-hmm. his teachings, and his purpose. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you want an example, just look at you know, the disciples that Jesus had. Mm-hmm. You know, he literally walked with them. Each day, and here's the thing, like you just said about them being about you being open. He literally saw their good, and, and they, he saw their bad. And he was not afraid of it at all. And he he walked with them. He walked them through it. He 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 literally looked at uh, Peter and told him, "Yeah, uh, okay, I hear you saying you got my back, <laughs> but I'm letting you know right now, you gonna, you gonna betray me. me. You gonna you gonna deny me three times, bro? Three times. I would never do that, Lord. No. And Peter was." Peter was a Peter was bad thug. man. Peter man. was straight hood. Seriously, I mean, that man cut cut soldier ear off, dog. Come on, now. Like I said the other day, Peter <laughs> Peter popped off. <laughs> he popped off, bro. Peter popped off. <laughs> Pun intended. Peter Pun popped intended. off. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Peter popped off. But, but Jesus knew about that. But it's, that's the thing I said before. Uh, a couple was it? Last, no, in last it was one last podcast before that. God is not afraid of your dirt. He, he already know about it. He, there you go. He formed you. So don't don't be afraid. He formed man from the dirt, so he know you got dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. It's a you know fact. what I'm saying? It's a so, fact, yo. It's a fact. But I mean, so yeah. Um, so look for a church that's um, no, they're they're willing to walk with you. Yes. They're willing to help you grow. They're willing to answer your questions. They're willing to, you know, walk, walk. Like we say, they're willing to walk. They're not just going to leave you out there hanging, hanging dry. And this, this goes back to number four, uh, evangelism. Yeah. That is a part of discipleship. And then with evangelism, you know, you want to be wise. That goes back to your prayer life. Um, and then being a, a, <clears throat> a church that prays. It's also being able able to set an atmosphere yeah. for prayer to to go to go up, and that's <laughs> worship. Uh, but it's you also, all rooted in the it, word. It's all rooted in the word, and then that prioritizes going back to a church that has a solid, solid biblical foundation. Yeah. You see how all these tied together? They all tie together. They all tie together, people. So we ain't feeding, we ain't shooting you no bull here. Nah. At and this all. is stuff that we've experienced. Yes, this is. And, and current currently are living. So just I'll say if if you are looking for a church, um 
Faith to Faith, Glory to Glory Ministries is a beautiful place. City Gate Ministries is a beautiful place. Yes. I know I know they make gypsies personally. They are wonderful people. Yeah. And I I I kid you not, they will help you along with your walk. They have they have uh many leaders. Why am I saying this? Maurice knows he goes to the church. <laughs> I wouldn't go stop. <laughs> so, like, it's a it's a wonderful place um, that you can get to know Christ, get to know His heart, grow. Uh, faith to faith, glory to glory, ministries. Definitely. Um, I'm a deacon there. Um, now I'm gonna say I'm not perfect. None of us I'm are. Different, I'm different. And you have to. I want you guys to realize that none of us are perfect. Um, we all have our flaws, but we are loved perfectly. Oh yeah. Uh, oh God, that please say that again. <laughs> we we are loved perfectly, even though we are not perfect. Though we are not perfect, Jesus, that, please tweet. <laughs> I want you to tweet I that. I'm going to tweet, tweet that, that nah, and put it on Facebook. That. I'm going to tweet that. That is that is that is a that. powerful statement. We, yeah, and it's a fact. We are guys. not perfect, we but we are perfectly loved. We are perfectly oh my loved. God! And yes, you sir, have, you have to understand that that no church is perfect. None. Um, like we said last week. Offense may happen. Yep. It it happens now, depending on the offense. Um, and you know, just to piggyback off mm-hmm. that, I mean, cut you off, but no, you fine. You know, uh, even kind of going back to that conversation about offense. You know, when you're looking for a church, you have to be willing to, uh, you know, take that risk of you getting in that relationship with that with that community with that body. It's just like any other regular relationship. Yeah. You 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 put yourself out there. And it's a possibility that you may be hurt. It's possible. I promise you. Look, I'm I'm telling y'all, like, and I love my biological family. I love them. But mm-hmm. I would almost, I'm almost willing to say I'm a little bit closer to my church family than I am. Oh, that's the same. Than I am my biological family. Same. And th- I mean, and that's because we, I, I think we're going to get into that. Yeah, we're going yeah, we to th- get into it next week about, you know, about the church being, you know, prom- a, a good church is, uh, uh, or, a good church that we're suggesting or you know encouraging you to look for is one that's mm-hmm. going gonna to promote a family type culture. Definitely, you have to have that. And I mean, I'm telling you to take you got to take that risk. And just like your own biological family, yes, mm-hmm. you're gonna have some in the church that you you might want to look. Let me tell you something. Me and you need to holler. At us. We got to talk. <laughs> we need to have some heated fellowship. You know what I'm saying? It. it I, I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be some instances like that. It but is. at the same time. It is a beautiful thing when you have a church family that will literally go to war for you mm-hmm. and that will just straight love you. Now, they might not pull it with your foolishness. Oh, no. But when I tell you it is such a powerful, when you have that type of support system behind you that will push you, that will encourage you, that will support you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And like even my pastor, he was talking about. Um, and one of his messages this week, uh, this past Sunday, he was talking about how we're really dealing with one thing he's seeing in the whole body of Christ is how we he's seeing a major vagabond spirit. And a vagabond, for those of you who don't know, is just somebody who wanders. Yeah. They just go from place to place. He is mm-hmm. like he said he's he's really seeing that a lot um in the body, especially with the whole COVID, you know, a lot yeah. of churches shut down. Like he and oh, that'd be really good to talk to him about. That would be. So I, I mean, I want to tell you that one of the most powerful things you can have in your life is to have a, a church community that you can plug into that pushes you to grow and that's there to support you. I'm telling y'all, it is 
so powerful to have. It is. It is. And like you said, like, it's family. That's what it is. It's family. And how we how we put up with a lot of our family's foolishness. Sometimes we have to put, we should, well, well, I mean, let me restate that. We may put up with our family's foolishness, but we should be able to call it out. Yeah. When foolishness arises, mm-hmm. same with the body of Christ. Same when way. something when some some foolishness arises, it's okay to rebuke. You can rebuke, restore, and keep it pushing. And keep it pushing. That's a fact. That's a fact. This goes back to the word that we just said. The word of God has already given us those those guidelines and parameters. If a person falls, if a person messes up, go to them, work it out. If you got to rebuke them, rebuke them. You can restore them. Yes. We can keep it pushing. That's it. That's what, that's, hey, rebuke, reconciliation, restore. This is, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm already ready for part two. (laughs) I am too, man. I am too. But y'all, trust me, we're going to catch y'all on the next one. This was another epidemic. Uh, I'm about to say another <laughs> epidemic. No, yeah, bro, this is not an epidemic. Uh, we, <laughs> nah, we, we, nah, nah, we, we, look, nah, we trying to be an epidemic, man. We, hey. this, this podcast is trying to be an epidemic. We trying, we trying to infect some stuff. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this is another episode of High Definition. This is your boy Maurice. Hey, yo, it's Torres. Hey, we love y'all. We'll catch y'all on the next one. All right, y'all.